What a weekend. What up? Welcome to Maggie and Perloff. Uh, got a lot of news coming in pretty fast and furious, Perloff. We should probably get to it. Finally, by I know, the way. I know. Between, Something real, Maggie. I'm so excited. <laughs> between the combine <laughs> this weekend, we'll get to all the winners and losers of that. But the big domino to fall is Derek Carr ends up signing with the New Orleans Saints. We'll save you a lot of the uh, contract stuff and kind of parse it down to basically it's like two years and 70 million. That's kind of like what you need to basically know. Oh, is that right? Because I've read like nine different combinations of numbers. <laughs> For I've, our purposes, two years and 70 million. It's not a hundred guaranteed. Uh, you got to get into the nitty gritty. I hate contracts. Why can't they be like the NBA or MLB where there's just a year and a number and then we go from there? No, it can't be like that. So just trust me when I tell you two years, 70 million. I'm no math major, but I think I got that right. So obviously $35 million a year puts them between nine and 10 right now in terms of quarterbacks, which seems to be kind of right where you might want Derek Carr. That can't be. Well, nine and ten right now, but that's going to be... That's going to change. They'll drop down five spots in two weeks, Yeah, because you're going to have Justin Herbert. You're going to have Joe Burrow. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Lamar Jackson. Looking for a lot of money. Lamar Jackson's looking for even more money. But you got Derek Carr going to New Orleans. And forgive me for, for doing this, but the first thing I thought of was, man, did the Jets blow this. Like, boy, did they blow this. This was the classic bird in the hands worth two in the bush. They had multiple meetings with Derek Carr, but instead you're waiting to trade for Aaron Rodgers, which like, let's talk about the hurdles, you know, between Rodgers and the Jets. You have the fact that the guy himself has talked about retirement openly. You've got the fact that you would have significant trade compensation and maybe even a new deal. We have no idea. Instead, you could have had the simplicity of two years and 70 million with Derek Carr. See where you're going here with this roster. They didn't do a pearl off. I think it's going to be something the Jets regret. Nope. First of all, we don't know. They still have a great chance of getting Aaron Rodgers, or at least a chance of getting Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. What, no, what regret would be if they signed Eric Carr for two years, 70 million. I don't understand. I keep reading 100 million. It's because 40 of it's guaranteed for injury, but you can get out before that. What? Yeah. What are you talking about? No, I, I believe you. I just, I can't, you know, I'm a pretty smart guy. I can't understand any of that. Yeah. Okay. Here's the deal. What if you found out Aaron Rodgers really wanted to come to the Jets and both teams wanted to work it out, but they were stuck with Derek Carr? You would be, because I'll tell you where Derek Carr is going. He's going straight to 10 and Sevenville for the next four years. Okay. But I mean, that's a playoff team. Are you talking- Big deal. Aaron, this is a team that I think the expectations for the Jets are higher. It's 10 and seven playoffs is not going to do it. I mean, they were seven and two last year. With a combination of Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, and Mike White. Yeah. Don't you think that they need to take a bigger swing? Listen, they might, but you when you take the big swing, you could also strike out, which is <laughs> yeah, Aaron Rodgers could end up staying in Green Bay, or maybe he doesn't want to go to the Jets. Like, that's the thing. Rodgers always could say, I don't want to do this. I'm just going to retire or whatever. He can force his way somewhere. And then what's your next plan after that? Lamar Jackson? Like, good luck if you can figure out what's going to happen with Lamar Wait. Jackson. Whoever has the crystal ball on that, I mean, whatever. They're See, lying. This is the problem. The Jets fans, all they heard was, well, if we can't get Rodgers, let's get Lamar Jackson. Well, you're talking <laughs> That's about how they, they have higher aspirations that. than just making the playoffs. So I'm giving you quarterbacks who would potentially fulfill that. I understand. No, I, I get it. And I think Jets fans honestly do think like that. Let's go for Aaron Rodgers. Let's go for Lamar Jackson. I Okay, listen. Derek Hart's a good quarterback. But ever since that Joey Bosa quote about how the second you hit him, he folds, I worry that is he tough enough to take the Jets where they need to go? Because this is a really brutal 
conference. And it's shaping up to be a pretty brutal division, too. No kidding. And I don't know. I'm not sure Derek Carr is cut out to lead the Jets where they want to go. And I think that where they want to go is pretty big. I, I think they're not aiming to be 10-7. and seven. I think they have aspirations to be higher. Maybe that's a mistake, and maybe I'm in New York and I'm getting suckered in by these expectations. But come on, what was Derek Carr... Would you really, wouldn't you be shocked if they reached a Super Bowl with Derek Carr? I would be shocked. Well, I'm going to be shocked if they end up reaching the Super Bowl with fill in the blank of not Derek Carr <laughs> and not Lamar Jackson. You go into the Super Bowl with Baker Mayfield? Cool. You go in with. No, that's not happening either. You're going to go with Jameis Winston. You're going to go with. You don't even know if you could pry Geno Smith. And by the way, the ship might have sailed on Geno Smith considering how things ended with well, Geno when he was a draft pick of the Jets. You don't want Geno Smith. Okay, so like. My Go. options here are dwindling where Derek Carr might have looked like he's going to end up looking like the bell of the ball. Is he, though? Why? He just got benched with the Raiders. But you know why that was. No, I don't know. I know why, because he played poorly. Well, and because there was, like, massive money coming, and the Raiders don't know what they're doing. It was it's a new regime, or not a new regime, but a new coach. He stunk last year. And he wasn't that good. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand what the excitement about Derek Carr is. I, I think the Jets... Need to be home run hitters right now, like Aaron Judge in New York. They need, <laughs> yes, and Aaron Judge, one of the all-time great contract years. You think that contract's going to hold up well? I got some beachfront property in Idaho for you. I don't know. I I, I think that Aaron Rodgers is a much more savvy idea because he's probably a year or two. Then, if it doesn't work, you start over. I just don't want to be stuck with a Derek Carr. I don't want to be Kirk Cousins in the Vikings. Yeah, and that's what I feel like you are with the Jets. So, I mean, how about this option? What do you got? Why not tank this year? Jets already did that, man. I know, but I, do I don't it right. know if they can do that again. They did, I don't it. Know. they did it for Zach Wilson. I, they bleeped it up. I don't know if you can go back to the well on that. That is a lot to ask your fan base. Is there really an $80 million difference between Baker Mayfield and Derek Carr? Or Jacoby Brissett and Derek Carr? I mean, if you're talking about a team with Super Bowl aspirations, like then yeah, I think there is because I don't I don't think that Baker Mayfield's getting you to a Super Bowl. I don't think Derek Carr is okay, but I have have more faith in Carr than I would in Baker. I just can't see Derek Carr getting out of that AFC with a Jets uniform. It's, I, it just it's so hard for me to envision. Where I do have this fantasy where Aaron Rodgers goes and it's like Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. It's possible. I mean, listen, division's going to be a little tougher than what Brady was up against, even though Breeze was still with the Saints that first year. But, you know, it was the shell of, of Drew Breeze. And in the AFC, yeah. not going to be like the NFC. Yeah, I, I just think that they need to see what they have out of these guys. Garrett Wilson, he'll be good with Derek Carr. Again, they'll probably go 10-7, yeah. and 11-6, go out in the first first playoff game? I don't think so. I mean, it's not just Garrett Wilson. It's also Brees Hall. If he's healthy with the running back, like they have a good defense. Brees Hall is definitely not part of this equation. Is he going to be 100% by the beginning of the year? Not sure. And even so, so look at Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers had great running backs in Green Bay, and they could barely stay to 500. I, I think that everyone's so excited about Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore. With Derek Carr, yeah, they might be good. But honestly, where do you put them in the division? Do you say that they're a clear... Number two? As you said, I mean, Jets that, were 7-10 and 10 with nobody's playing quarterback. And look at what they did. You raise that nobody's to competent and, you know, good quarterbacking, you don't know where they could go. How about this? Michael in California, Mike, call her on our show and in the chat now, of course, YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. I didn't even, like, say hello this this afternoon. Yeah. I just, like, got right into it. <laughs> yeah. We're Maggie and Perloff, by the way. I'm Maggie. That's Perloff. We're across the country on CBS Sports Radio. We're streaming live, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. 
So in the chat, Michael said he's a big-time New Orleans fan. Reacting to the Derek Carr news, says, I was hoping for a tank and trying to get a franchise quarterback oh, yeah. next year. We are not ready, and our cap is a disaster. <laughs> I don't know exactly why New Orleans was so hell-bent on getting Derek Carr, especially if they're going to have to start getting rid of other guys because of their cap situation. So what kind of team mm. is Derek Carr even leading this year? Well, I mean, this is, New Orleans obviously had a huge advantage because Dennis Allen, the head coach, was close to Carr when they were in, in with the Raiders. I think, I don't know exactly how, but Carr knows that offensive system. I think he'd have to learn a new system with the Jets, which is always tricky. Yep. So it made so much more sense. And if I'm Carr, I think the, I, the chance to play in the NFC South and indoors gives New Orleans a big advantage. But ultimately, I think it's a relationship. You see quarterbacks and coaches get back together. There's no, you know, there's no guarantee that it would work out perfectly. The car, so wait, they, they do have a connection to the Jets with Carr, right? Somebody. Nathaniel Hackett? No, Hackett no, is no, the no. Rodgers. Hackett is Rodgers. Um, the third guy. Yeah, And obviously Salah is Garoppolo. Right, right. Then there's somebody else, but, but it's like the defensive side of the ball. Same thing with Dennis Allen. But Derek, but no, yeah, but Derek, but he has actually guys who coach Derek Carr. So Carr is going to immediately to an offense he knows, and they have some talent with Olave, maybe Michael Thomas, maybe Kamara. <laughs> Kamara feels like he's done. I watched him last year, and Michael Thomas. I mean, yeah. I've been sold Michael Thomas for yeah, know, like going no. on four years now. I know, I know, I know. I hope they keep Taysom Hill for for their sake. But back to the Jets, though. Think about okay, Derek Carr had Devontae Adams. Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, and a very weak, very weak defenses in the AFC West and didn't do really anything last year. He's going to the AFC East with, I'm sorry, I know everyone thinks the Jets receivers are second coming, but that is a big step down from Devontae Adams, and they're going against much better defenses, I think. I mean, yeah, uh, New England is pretty good. Buffalo's pretty good. So I, I don't think that it's going to be easy for Carr to succeed where he didn't in, in the Raiders. I, I think there's a, a ceiling that is... Not quite high enough for where I would want to be the Jets. That's why I think they're taking a swing at Rodgers. They are, but again, you take the swing and you could be left looking like an idiot because even if you get, say, you know, you you strike out on Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson ends up staying in Baltimore, or maybe Lamar Jackson doesn't want to go to New York. You have no idea. Uh, or Baltimore doesn't want to trade him in the AFC. You have no clue what could happen there. And then you're going to now go down to Garoppolo? Okay, so Garoppolo is a fine quarterback. Might just be like Derek Carr. Maybe maybe a touch better. I have no idea because Garoppolo's team and the offensive weapons were so good. But Carr's were good too. And then you're hoping, fingers crossed, you get what? 10 games out of them? So who's covering the other seven games? Like, that's the thing. Like, the, the Jets had something where you would have said they are a playoff team. And then when the game slows down in the playoffs, when it becomes more about defense and the run game, especially in bad weather, at least I know I've got somebody in car who I trust. Oh, <laughs> okay. I don't really, even know Garoppolo you can just finish a season. You just described a close defensive game in cold weather, and Derek Carr is your guy. What are you talking about? <laughs> Listen, I'd rather. Who else am I? Who else do I have if it's not Rodgers or Lamar Jackson? Who's getting me to the promised land, Jets? Uh, at least you're not stuck with Carr. I don't know. Start over. I, I think this this Start flexibility over. is the key. Yeah, I mean, you have a young team. First of all, there's, they're not that good. They could definitely start over. Maybe draft a guy. Maybe be in next year's draft. I, I don't really want... I'm not sure I want to be in the Derek Carr business if I'm the Jets. It's okay, but it's not great. And I think Joe Douglas and Robert Sala have to kind of be great. Listen, be Joe something, Douglas wants to win a Super Bowl. I know, but it'd be... Well, that's his own fault for whiffing so bad on Zach Wilson. But you also, with Rodgers... If it's Lamar, it's going to be draft compensation. It's going to be it's going to be big. 
I mean, Lamar is probably going to be huge. At least yeah. it'd be potentially two first-round picks, maybe more. And yeah. we don't know about Rodgers. If they get Lamar, they don't need to draft again for the next five years anyway. They're not. Yeah, so you don't want any young players around Lamar. Just build everyone you got there. You're fine. I, I Lamar, the thing with Rodgers and Lamar in the draft competition is hopefully you're trading the number 28 and 29 pick and nothing that's right. worth that much. So it's not a big deal. I, I don't know. Would you rather have, okay, which would you be happier with? Lamar Jackson and give away a bunch of assets or Derek Carr and not give away any assets? I, I, Derek Carr. Oh, he's, come on. I give you Lamar Jackson. Absolutely. Listen, the you thing get about Lamar, Lamar um, it's going to be draft picks. It's going to be 200 and whatever, fill in the blank, guaranteed. And he's missed 10 games over the last two years. I think Lamar's amazing, but I want somebody who's going to be available. Derek Carr? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. All right, we're up and running here. Big, big news today with Derek Carr, the first domino to fall. So you don't think the Saints are going anywhere, but you think the Jets were going somewhere with Derek Carr? Saints got a lot of, a lot of problems. The Saints are arguably as talented as the Jets. Yeah, but what's this team going to actually look like when we get to They'll September? be just like last year. They'll be right around 500. They can finish under 500 and still win that division. It's possible. Brady did it last year. I mean, they were 7-10 and 10 last year, and nobody, I mean, nobody suited up ever. Nobody played. 70% of the team was unhealthy every week. Yeah. They had the, the greatest starting quarterback in NFL history. What are you talking about? I mean, they had, <laughs> yes. but like Kamara was in and out of the lineup. Olave was in and out of the lineup. Andy was hurt, actually, and he Dalton, was in and out yeah. of the lineup. Jameis was hurt immediately. Uh, they they were just a mess last year. and But they're going to be the same thing this year. They're going to be a, just above 500 team. Well, in the NFC South, that could be enough. But Enough to get to the playoffs, but right, where are you going to go from there? Yeah, I mean, I think that's what the Saints want. I think they want to be in the mix. I think they want to make the playoffs. Listen, if they really wanted something drastic, if the Saints were really looking for some major upgrades, don't you think they're also canning the coach, too? I can't understand why he's still the coach. That That's my problem. I don't like to fire the coach that much. But there was a couple games last year. Uh, was it the the where they, they had a primetime game and they just they were up 16-0 with about two minutes left and lost the game? I'm sorry, I don't remember which game that was. But Dennis Allen screwed up every possible late-game decision there could be. I, and nobody, <laughs> nobody's high on Dennis Allen. I don't, I don't know the man at all. But no one's excited about that coach. Did not earn rave reviews from his first time around with the Raiders. I guess uh, except for Derek Carr, who apparently liked him. Who was on the totally opposite side of the ball from him? You get Derek Carr, by the way. The New Orleans, the food, the warm weather, oh, the yeah. indoor stadium. No, for Carr, it's fine. yeah. The wind in New Jersey. He, there's no way Carr Going was to coming Foxborough? to Foxborough. Boo. Yeah, I don't think he wanted any of that. Those weather games in the AFC East. Going to Buffalo, Buffalo and the Ugh. nine feet of snow. No, thanks. I don't even like to go there, and I'm from near there. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I get it from Carr's point of view. Um, how about this one again? Michael in California, our resident uh, New Orleans Saints fan. How, Perloff, this is perfect for you. This is something you're going to love. Yes, let me hear it. Okay. The only way this works out at all for the Saints, again, this is Michael in California, is if they dump Derek Carr in three years, tank like hell, get the first overall pick and draft Arch Manning. I think his timing's a little off. The second era of Manning in the Big Easy. Oh, three years from now. Yeah. Three years from now. Yeah, that'd be okay, but that's, in NFL terms, an insane amount of time. <laughs> I know, but you love this kind of thing. The uh, process, I'd honestly, I would really, really want to get in on next year. Yeah, well, they, they that's not going to happen. Not not for the New Orleans. I'll tell you, I think there is another sneaky tank team, though, that just revealed itself today. We'll get to that in a little bit. Teams are going to be lining up for Caleb Williams out of USC. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. 
All right, the Derek Carr signing in New Orleans. If you're a New Orleans fan, how do you feel? And do you feel like the New York Jets totally blew this? Waiting on Aaron Rodgers is not a place I'd like to be. And this is not like me, you know, trying to clown him for the darkness retreat or anything like that. It's just I don't want to wait on this guy. I don't want to wait on his demands. I don't want his him to have all this leverage. I don't want any of that. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Okay, big weekend. Got a lot of NBA stuff to get to. But coming up next, Perloff, the biggest winner from the NFL scouting combine. We watched hours and hours of television this weekend to bring you this report from the NFL scouting combine. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 158. We're on the free Odyssey app. We're also streaming live, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Update. As Timothy reminded me, we also have a peanut butter challenge update as well. And a big surprise guest coming up later today. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff right after this. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Are you with me now, Maggie, that the Combine is a house of lies? <laughs> um, <laughs> that new track in India is ridiculous. Oh, Everybody's yes. running crazy, crazy times. And unlike past years where you run a 4-4 and then the official computer time comes back and it's 4-5, this year everyone's official computer time came back and it was faster. So everybody, 295-pound men running four sixes. I mean, Maggie, I know you got a blazing 40, but we got to get in on this track (laughs) in Indianapolis because these times are just silly. Imagine. Silly. My draft stock would just be through the roof if I could have run on that track, not not the one in Vegas last year. I mean, there's some character concerns. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Yeah, red flags all (laughs) over the place. Yeah, there's some red flags, as they say. The fact that I'm closing it on 40. (laughs) 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 Well, I mean, Hendon Hooker's older, and people are excited about him. I'm a seasoned vet, guys. Yeah. Um, uh, The question about the offense you ran in college, (laughs) which is none, because you've never run an offense. I went to a college that didn't even have a football team. It was so, their offense was so spread out, they didn't even have a football (laughs) team. Um, I, so here's the thing about the combine. Here's what I, I, okay. If the tape matches the production, that's what I think you can start to believe. But yes, I'm kind of with you now on the conspiracy theory that the clocks were a little bit, uh, well, I actually got a little more Intel. It is a new track and actually Daniel Jeremiah on the NFL network was talking about it. This new track has been running really fast. I think it was last year they put it in. So that I don't know much about track. They couldn't have played the Super Bowl there? Maybe well, guys, oh, no, Eagles would have won. No, no, no. The wide receiver drills looked like uh, Ken Burns' Civil War documentary. The guys were on the ground. They, <laughs> they were, were all cutting. A lot, they know. were slipping a lot. So it, it looked like the Super Bowl in that sense. But obviously, a couple big standouts. A guy you love, Anthony Richardson. I mean... He blew away everybody. He's and We knew he was going to, but, but when you see it, it's insane. He's like a record holder now in every statistical category for quarterbacks well he we he vertical a, vertical which the is broad useless. jump <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know <laughs> somehow batting down a pass that but yet he th- throwing the passes as well unless you gotta do a tim tebow jump pass but. yeah that'd probably be cool um that's probably the only thing that you want to be compared with tebow but i guess like the thing about richardson this is awesome but tell me if you think this is true this is setting up as the ultimate only boomer bust for him. I think that because his numbers and his athleticism, by which it's measured at the combine, is so off the charts, it's going to be like he's either the next Josh Allen or like better than Josh Allen, the second coming, or he's going to completely be not ready, never get there, 
And I just see this as a either or for Richardson. Unfortunately, I hope that's not the case. Well, I mean, um, you've mentioned he's so black and white about it, but he could use his running ability to bridge the gap till he catches up and becomes a more experienced passer because he doesn't have a lot of games under his belt. Right. So that's the one option where he could kind of end up in between being a great runner. I mean, I honestly, I, I know you keep saying Josh Allen, but there are a lot of other people are making Cam Newton, Cam Newton, but yeah. also to his speed. The only other quarterback who really times that fast is Justin Fields. Right. So what if he comes out like Justin Fields and runs for 1,700 yards next year? Listen, that think... could be a different thing than Josh Allen, and he could maybe buy some time. That's the only answer to your question. Yeah, about... probably. I mean, you know, then maybe your team's not winning a lot of games at the very beginning. We don't know where he's going to go. Maybe he has a little bit better defense. Maybe he's got a little bit better weapons. It's not going to look like it was just the Justin Fields show in Chicago. Like, there was that nothing would... else going on with that team. No, that was not good. And I, I don't think... Say he goes to Houston, number two, Anthony Richardson. There's not a lot of talent around him, right? So he's going to have to take off all the time. I worry about, you know, I know he's big and strong, but he's going to be a big target out there. That's true. I want some help on the offense. I want him to go into a situation where, A, there's a veteran who can sort of give him a few games. I want him to be in a good situation. Seattle, to me, is with Geno Smith there, which is a fantasy because he has to resign or get tagged. That's I, I want him somewhere where it's not going to be 100% on him to play immediately and be the team because that's a lot to put on a guy who's only played 13 games. Listen, I would hope that front offices start wising up on this kind of thing. But yeah. you have these little things, mm. these little people called owners. Yeah, and when they see <laughs> these top 10 quarterbacks, they, they see ticket sales, especially if you're drafting in the top 10, unless you're, you know, Seattle or something. Like, generally, you had a pretty crappy season the year before. They see ticket sales. They see I can sell the mm, hope and future, and people want to see the young guy, and it's super short-sighted. Yeah, and even if you do put in a bridge quarterback, which many of my friends have been bridge quarterbacks. Yes, I know. This is, the Case Keenum, Andy Dalton role. Uh, the, by game eight, the, you get impatient. The, and it's not the coaches necessarily. It's always the GM or the owner. All right, let's see the young guy. That always happens. Even if you say coming into the season, it's not. Everyone says, well, Patrick Mahomes had a year. That's a, That's an outlier. Also, Mahomes didn't come in with the kind of hype that he now enjoys. You know, Mahomes came in with the, oh, is this air raid going to work? Yeah. Is he just like the numbers because he's he was at Texas Tech? Like, Alex Smith wasn't dealing with, like, the Mahomes now sitting behind him. But the thing yeah. about these, like, the young quarterbacks, like, for the veteran, you throw two interceptions and the crowd's, you know, calling for the young guy. Oh, I just thought of something. You and I were talking about this uh, before the break. Who would induct... Someone oh, who right, would induct Joe, each other into the uh, Hall of Fame. Yeah, Joe Thomas announced yeah. that his kids and his wife are going to induct him this summer in Canton in, for his Hall of Fame enshrinement. Super cool. Very different. Yeah. It generally, Cute. you don't see that. So Perloff was like, well, who would induct me if I ever got into the Hall of Fame? And the, I think I, you just stumbled on it. Who? All, all your backup quarterback friends. Well, no, this is the Radio Hall of Fame. So? <laughs> so what? Case Keenum. Andy Dalton? No, no, no. Who no. else are you good friends with? Peterman? Yeah, no, I'm not good friends with Peterman. I've met him three times. Super nice guy. By the way, he'd yeah. probably be give a great speech. Um, <laughs> I'd be heckling him from the front row. Case Case could give an amazing speech. I've seen him preach to a church of twenty five thousand people yeah. and get them wrapped around his finger. He'd sure. be great. But I, I feel like we're talking Radio Hall of Fame. Yeah. You have to play to your crowd here, so you need somebody with a radio kind of feel. <laughs> I don't think so. Case is not going to do Who that. inducted Dan Patrick into the Well, Will Ferrell. Yeah. And it was an outlier, and it was awesome. But I'm nobody sure. understood what was going on. <laughs> it was the funniest one-minute induction speech I've ever seen. So who would you have? I don't know. I don't... I, you. 
I'm kind of busy that weekend. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Really? I mean, I would love to Ackerman. have you. you know? I would, I'd love to. I'd be happy to. All right, you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not going to be Ack. I, not going to be Ack. No, no, no. I no, come no. cheap, this too. Just give me the dinner. That's all. So I was telling Maggie, there's a big science behind this. You have to have somebody with some celebrity. Okay. But it has to be someone who knows you well. Okay. So you want to impress. I don't yet have you don't, that crossover in my life. Right. So you don't want to, you don't want to go too famous, but they don't know you because people can smell that. Yeah, right. So, so you have to go in between. So I think you and I would be good for each other. That yeah. would be a good story. But if uh, there was one guy the year I was there when Dan got in, Rob McElhenney from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, introduced the Philadelphia guy. And that okay. was perfect. So we need. So <laughs> you know of, Rob McElhaney? No, I don't know him at all. <laughs> but we need, we needed that level of celebrity. Jim Kelly. Jim, Kelly, I thought Jim I did, Kelly for her. I've too. interviewed Jim Kelly two times. He does not know who I am. You guys just know that I'm a fan of his, like every other person <laughs> in upstate New York. This is not unique. How about Fred Jackson? How oh, about never met him? How about Eric Wood, the lineman? Met him once. <laughs> he was in studio <laughs> one time. Who's your favorite Bill of all time? Bruce Smith. He'd be good. I've never met the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is a tall man at the podium. That would be an impressive speech. <laughs> these things, like you guys are like these pipe dreams. You you realize how fandom works, right? I'm so, a fan of theirs. It doesn't mean they know me. We've teased this, but can yeah. we get, you have a hall, you're about to go into a hall of fame. Yeah, that's right. Who's inducting you? You're going to the Binghamton Sports Hall of Fame yep, in April. I am. Who's inducting you? Just myself. Like I give I give my own speech. You introduce yourself? So there's an MC for the event. Actually, Tiki Barber did it one year. Um, there's been a couple other people from around oh, here who have done ooh, it. By the way. Good, solid booking, right? I call Tiki before you get Tiki. <laughs> Tiki would give a great speech. Maybe Tiki could do it. Well, if we go in together, why don't we have Tiki? He's wonderful. I know. Okay. Yeah, well, he, he might be busy with Ronde's induction. I know he's got real inductions. And he, apparently, doing he's me. doing the Binghamton Sports Hall. What are you talking no, about? T- he's a- Tiki's done it in the past. I don't know who's doing it this year. Yeah, so he's definitely he's familiar with the event. I think <laughs> he he'd is be familiar good. with the event. <laughs> so I give my own speech. I think I have like f- I think I have between three and five minutes to thank people. To thank people. Is your husband going to be with you? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. And my kid, and my mom. Is your co-host going to be there? <laughs> we have a show to do that day. You got to hold down HQ. Honestly, uh, do you I want to come to Binghamton. I do want to come to Binghamton. Then a you're definitely that, invited. A town that I've been to many times in my life because yeah. my grandparents live near there. You're you're more than welcome. Can we go to the Wendy's and the Champion Alley? <laughs> yes, it's the only thing to do. Because no, yeah, there. I grew up. There were no Wendy's around me, but there was one in Binghamton. It was a big deal back then. So, okay, I can't believe you're inducting back. yourself. Yeah. If I do go, can I give a speech? No. There's no room for speeches? <laughs> no, because I'm I'm definitely not. Who's going in in your class? Uh, I think I can announce this. They sent it out. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't get, mean to push get in trouble. Um, one person who you probably would know. Okay. Bobby Gonzalez is going in. Wow. The former Seton Hall and Manhattan men's basketball coach. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> <laughs> for the audience. <laughs> No, I oh, have for you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were serious. Wait, where? Yeah, I remember that name vaguely. Now that you say it, he's from Binghamton. Act definitely remembers him. Sure, absolutely. He's yeah. from Binghamton. Wait, so none of the Joneses are getting in with you? Joneses, uh, John Jones won his big fight this I weekend. Know. I think John. I don't know if he's already in. I think Arthur and Chandler Jones yeah. both made it to the NFL. Both Super Bowl champions already are in. I have I'm a pretty hot... sure they're already in. Okay, yeah. You're... You know how you hated so much when I said LeBron looked a little puffy in his tonal commercials? Yes. 
I think John Jones might have mixed in a salad before his next fight. <laughs> um, wow. You think? What's going on there? What he's happened fight- to the John Jones that I grew up with in the Binghamton Sports <laughs> Hall of Fame? <laughs> yeah. He's been eating a Wendy's too much, obviously. <laughs> he was he moved up to heavyweight. Yeah, boy, I did know. he. I know. That was It I looked mean, like Arthur out there. He's used he used to be the most impressive athlete. Have you that- heard what's happened to John over the last <laughs> decade? <laughs> I mean, listen, he won his fight in two minutes, so no. Obviously, something's going well uh, for him. But. Some MMA people told me pound for pound, or he's just the greatest MMA, most talented fighter of all time. He's amazing. But, you know, he's got a lot of other things that go go along with him, unfortunately. Yeah. So the Jones brothers will not be there. Now I don't want to go. <laughs> okay. That's it? You're out? I don't know. Is King Rice going to be there, former North Carolina point Actually, guard? he is going to be there because they're inducting his high school basketball team. He was Mr. Basketball. He was Mr. Basketball. He was also a great football player, too. His head coach from the high school is a lovely man by the name of Tom Cordial, who was my middle school principal. He was the coach of that team, and he's also going in. Oh, very nice. Wow. Do you know who I went to high school with? Yeah, we know. Yeah, all right. Little guy. You may have heard of him. Kobe (laughs) Tobias Bryant. I made up that middle name. It's no Emmanuel Lewis. (laughs) I can't believe I had to one-up your King Rice with Kobe Bryant. That was just pathetic. It's okay. I know it's coming from you as soon as we mention high schools. <laughs> this is why I should be inducting you. Oh. I know these little things about you. I know these little things about you. I don't know if you went to a more famous high school, I would know more <laughs> of the celebrities there. Uh, I know. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Um, Weedos meet up in Binghamton, according to Two Tonto. Yeah, let's, let's make it happen. Imagine, I can't even imagine that. <laughs> Uh, a meet and greet in Binghamton, New York in April? That sounds <laughs> just lovely. You've been to Binghamton in April? Unfortunately, Spring. I have. Spring doesn't really hit Binghamton until July? July 4th. You get a lot of that snow on the ground that has a, like a thick layer of dirt on top of it? Yes. Gray on the floor, on the on the ground, gray on top. A widow stock upstate, says Largent. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Fantastic. Uh, okay, we've got to get to... Rich Ackerman, CBS Sports Update. Also coming up, John Morant. He's taking some time away after flashing a gun on his Instagram story. What could be next for the Grizzlies star? This is a, a pretty crazy one that happened from over the weekend. We'll get to all of that plus more football right after this CBS Sports Update with Rich. It's time to ask the pros where you can ask us a question. It's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Simply check out the link, cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros, or tweet your question at CBS Sports Radio using the hashtag askthepros. Be listening later in the show when we might answer your question. Is Maggie and Perloff, we are live coast-to-coast on CBS Sports Radio. We're also youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. We were talking before about, well, I think the Jets missed a big opportunity with Derek Carr. They're waiting for Aaron Rodgers, like, you could be just held waiting forever. JJ is in California, has got an idea for the Jets. What's up, JJ? Hey, how you guys doing? We're doing great. How are you, dude? Uh, I'm doing all right. I ain't doing too bad. It's nasty out here in Northern California right now, though. Got to be yeah, honest. Bro. There were some people who called in to question the uh, view from the Jack in the Box. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. They said it wasn't that great of a view. What do you think? I went. I took a video of it. Asked Samter. Not too bad. So I t- like I said, it's the only view on Hilltop on that one road. If you go s- somewhere and pay $40 for a meal at a fancy place, you're looking at the wall. That's 
Okay, you got some advice for the Jets, too. What's up, JJ? place or anything. I'm just saying it had a nice little view for a fast food restaurant compared to going to IHOP or Applebee's and looking at the wall. That's all I meant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I like it. You're trying to help our audience. So what, 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 do, you, what do you think about uh, you can't have Joe Flacco and Mike White backing up Zach Wilson. It's not going to work. You know, you got to have somebody in there who's going to give that guy some confidence, who's going to help him out. I think they should sign Andy Dalton. You know what I mean? That's a hard pass from Team Dalton. On <laughs> <laughs> As Perloff is now representing Andy Dalton, at least for the purposes yeah, of no, this radio show, and he says, hell no. I think you're right, though. If they definitely, I mean, at the minimum, they have to have an Andy Dalton. They have to have a veteran in there. They've told us this whole time yeah. they're going to have a veteran. They're, the Jets have been more outspoken about this than any team I remember. Like, yeah. We're definitely getting a veteran. JJ, don't you think uh, Baker Mayfield might make more somebody with a little, I don't know, more flash than Andy Dalton? What would you do? Uh, you can't have Flacco back there, though. You, you got to have Andy Dalton because he'll help him out. You know, he'll be his friend. Them guys ain't his friend in there. You know what I mean? JJ, appreciate it. Thank you so much. You know Andy better than anyone else yeah. here, obviously. Is Andy that type of guy that he would help out oh, Zach Wilson? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Justin Fields at the end of the year said that he still talks to Andy every week. Yep. Andy would definitely help out Zach Wilson. And they're, I don't know that, I think they're cut out of different cloths. They're very, you know, Andy's more on the humble side. But I, if I'm Andy Dalton and I'm not guaranteed a starting job with the Jets, which I don't think is going to happen, I'm not sure that would be my ideal second landing. Because to tell me who the starter is. I tell you where I would go if I was Andy Dalton, and I wouldn't think twice about it. Where's that? San Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah. I think that should be the spot where all these veterans <laughs> yeah. want to go and get a ring. I mean, Baker, definitely San Francisco. Maybe Baker to the Rams. Well, I think part of the reason why Kyle Shanahan doesn't go to the combine anymore is yeah. not because he thinks it's a waste of time. It's because he doesn't want it, all these backup quarterbacks <laughs> just, like, harassing him at he all. He doesn't time. want all these the <laughs> agents 33-year-old of... <laughs> quarterbacks <laughs> yes. to say, hey, Kyle, what's going on? Just, man? like, trying to buy him drinks at the bar. I mean, it's funny. They all seem like they're perfect Kyle Shanahan quarterbacks, too. The way Baker Mayfield plays... It seems almost identical to what Kyle Shanahan wants. So I, I don't know what they're going to do there. They definitely, that's another team that's going to bring in a veteran. You know, I don't think that America's really ready to dive into what we call the phase two of these quarterbacks. Right now, it's <laughs> yeah. all, it's like you were saying for the, the Jets, it's Aaron Rodgers or Bust. Nobody wants to hear about signing Jameis Winston or like, Jacoby Percent. But just think about what you're saying. Yeah. Like, what kind of plan is that? I'm sure they have other plans and contingencies, but if your plan's Aaron Rodgers or bust, like you've got to, like Joe Douglas, when he lays down at night, he's got to be like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah, but there's so he's, many. Rodgers is the biggest wild card in the league. Any any signing in March is much more likely to be a bust than than good because the really good players never get to market in March. I'm honestly, I'd say 80% of them are going to be bust. And I think, so if you're going to go out and pay somebody, there's a lot of risk in March. I mean, how many times Matthew Stafford is such a rare exception that it all worked out that way. That was a trade, as a matter of fact. Sure. But usually we get all excited in March about these deals. Remember the AFC West last year? They signed all these guys. What happened there? Well, I mean, they still got two teams into the playoffs. Like, And I think that the Broncos are going to be better this year with Sean Payton as the head coach. Would you? But that was a huge disappointment. It was a massive disappointment. Russell Wilson looked terrible. The coach was way over his skis. Oh, you, you go Same around. with the Raiders. I thought the Raiders were going to be yeah, at the least Jones. a playoff team. How many sacks did Chandler Jones have? Not many. Uh, you could go, and I'm sorry, 
Who was it? J.C. Jackson in, in, in the was Chargers? Hurt the whole time. Yeah, and Khalil Mack came on in certain games. Yeah, Khalil but, Mack had to end up having a good season. But generally, though, you have to admit, free agency is a very fraught proposition for any position. Because usually it's older guys, and usually there's a reason they're on the market. Yeah, but, I mean, Rodgers technically would be a trade, as you yeah. mentioned. But <sighs> You could argue there's a reason Derek Carr was available. There was definitely a reason, but I also think it had to do with the head coach not believing oh, good. in then, him. Then go to Dennis Allen. That's going <laughs> to be great. Yeah, that's going to be good. Um, okay, quickly, should we talk about John Morant? Yeah, okay. I think that's it's just a big story from this week and one we don't want to really report on because we both are big fans. Well, here's the thing. Here's what we know. We know that Jaw's going to be away for, well, he missed the game, obviously, uh, after Friday on uh, Sunday, yesterday's game, and he's going to miss at least one more. And that's at least one more after on his own Instagram live, he is in a club with no shirt on flashing a gun. Now this would be like a really shocking outlier if it hadn't been for two stories that have preceded this over the last two weeks, I believe that we found out that police reports were filed, but no arrests were made. One was a fight that allegedly occurred at John Morant's home where he allegedly got into a scrap with a 17-year-old and then flashed a gun. Again, allegedly, the young 17-year-old you know, filed a police report. They said that he had like a bump on his head where they could see that he had gotten hit, but no arrest was made. And then also, there was an incident at a mall where John Morant's mother was shopping at sneaker store felt like something happened, either disrespected or something, where she called Ja and Morant showed up to the mall, but with like eight or nine friends or acquaintances with him, they were stopped in the parking lot by mall security, and the security guard was allegedly pushed in the head by one of Ja's friends, associates, whatever, and there was a police report filed, no arrest. So now you've got three things, Perloff, in the span of not that much time that comes out about one of the faces of the league. Yeah. It's uh it's a bummer because John Morant was one of the easiest guys to get behind. Yeah. It's a league we've talked about this a lot, where there's gonna be a vacuum after LeBron James finally retires as a singular star. Maybe John Morant is at that good that he could fill that role now unless his trajectory changes. It looks really bad. And I'm glad that he's taking time off because this is I, whatever, I don't know exactly what's behind this. I don't know what kind of problems he has if they're mental health issues. This is just the way it's going. You could see him go really bad in the next couple weeks, months, years. So I'm glad that the, I think the Grizzlies are doing the right thing by not putting a timetable on his return. And I hope that they're patient here. I hope so too. And it's the interesting, the language that the Grizzlies are using, right? Like Taylor Jenkins saying, we need time to heal and he needs to take time away to heal. It's like, that's an interesting way to put mm. this. And Ja himself said he needs to find a better way to handle stress. And definitely, I mean, of course. And I can't imagine how much stress is on someone like him who all of a sudden you become part of, like, you become the center of your own universe. Between your family, your friends, yeah. everyone's counting on you, depending on you, or at least it feel that way. And then the other part, too, is the league is starting to count on you, too. You mentioned about the void after LeBron, but Jaws now signed major deals with Nike, where he's got a signature shoe. Yeah. With Powerade, these are big league partners. 
And this matters for the league that people like the spokesman and like the people who have these big forward-facing, front-facing deals. No, it's definitely important. I mean, I think Nike can find another player next year. I mean, Nike will just fish to get the big guy, so will all the shoe barons. But uh, I think for for John Morant, though, it's interesting the way you worded that. Uh, You know, a lot of stress and anxiety. Part of me was said, oh, my God, he's worth $300, $400 million. And most people who are worth that are able to really – you know, keep it close to the vest. I think it's unusual to see someone risk that much money. Just what to party at the club and show your gun. That's a crazy risk when you're worth that much money. I, I think you can't ignore the money. And I think there are a lot of probably 300, $400 million players who have a lot of stress and anxiety, but they're so worried about all that stuff. Sure. That they would never, never let anything leak out like this. Well, yeah, you don't want the possibility of this to evaporate, right? Right, it's so much money. It is so, you know, and just so much like money, no doubt. But there's also your basketball future, your, yeah. you know, your to reputation. whatever degree you to care yeah. about your reputation. Yeah. I mean, all of that is in here, and it, you do get the sense that this story feels like this is the fork in the road, and it's going to go one of two ways. And hopefully it goes the right way. I agree. But that's got to be Ja who's going to want to do it. I see a lot of people who, you know, reach out or say like, oh, his family or friends have to get a hold of him or the team has to get a hold of him and tell him this or that. It's only going to come from him. Yeah. You know, it's funny too. I don't know. We're about yeah. to break. His team loved him. I saw the other day. They still do. They uh, Yeah. He is not a player that has any problems with his teammates. He's beloved. It's very clear. So it's so unexpected. All right. Coming up. Perloff's peanut butter challenge has been given the green light. He'll get some tips from an eating expert. Casey Webb, host of Man vs. Food, joins us next. Surprise guest here on Maggie and Perloff.